spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Spring Hey, Bren, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did it the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Springer, the show about all of your favorite films and your sheltered friend who's never seen them. I'm Tony and I'm here with... Friend, I'm not the sheltered friend. <laughs> no. Yonzi, and... I am the sheltered friend. <laughs> there <Yeah>. she is. <laughs> and everybody, we are talking about one of my favorite movies this week. I'm so excited for this. It is the 1985 British-American dark fantasy Return to Oz. I'm excited about this one. I love this film. I remember it as a kid very, very vividly. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to get into in this episode of Film Spring. Are you guys ready for this one? What a wild ride this was yeah. for all of us, I think. Yeah, I'm really curious. I'm super excited for this one. <laughs> I know, I'm curious to see what Jonesy is going to think of this film because Jonesy is a big fan of the Labyrinth and the Jim Henson and that kind of film. And this is really up that alley. And this she's never seen it before until now, which is shocking to me. This had major labyrinth vibes. So oh, I had to major. look up what was made first. Yeah. And was it and this or labyrinth? I can't it was, remember. It, it, it was, was this. this. Yeah. It was this it was in this. 85. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So and let's they watch. Totally stole the they hands did the hands, wall. the helping yep, hands. Yep, the hands. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So let's watch the trailer and get our audience into the Ooh, mood. I don't know if for... I'm ready to get back in that headspace. All right, let's <laughs> do it. I want to wanna us. see the trailer. <laughs> This summer, Walt Disney Pictures presents a motion picture fantasy adventure beyond your fondest imagination. You'll be transported miraculously back to the enchanted land of Oz, that magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. It's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, you don't understand. This was the yellow brick road. You'll share with Dorothy Gale the shock of finding everything mysteriously changed. What's happened to everybody? And you'll delight with her discovery of four wonderful new friends who band together against a wicked queen and the dreaded Gnome King. This is the Oz you haven't seen before, and this is the Oz you'll want to visit again and again. From Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. Why don't we just fly back to Kansas? Return to Oz. I 
love it. I want to watch it again right now. I want to watch it again right now. So this film oh, is yeah. done by this Disney, Walt Disney Pictures. This is Disney. Yeah, I and was directed at that. and directed by Walter Murch and the cast. I mean, come on, Feruza Balk gets her first screen debut, and then you have Piper Laurie in it, and um, Jean Marsh. There's Nicole. Nicole. Um, Nick, is it Nicole? Nicole Wilson plays the Gnome King. So it, yes, it's a pretty yeah. good cast for 85, I yes. thought. Um, Bryn, tell us what it's a, a brief. Oh, man. Are you going to do this to me? This. Yes, because um, you, last episode, you okay. said you were going through these books, actually reading them with your daughter. So. Yes. So my, my five-year-old and I were reading. Like, we read the first um the wonderful wizard of oz and yeah. my daughter was like i want to read the next one and i was like there isn't a next one there's like 32 of these books there's a lot is, of them there's so many so now she will not let us read any other franchise or any other book standalone until we have finished wizard of oz so i'm blowing through them i'm like i gotta get out of this world <laughs> i feel like but Frank- also yeah you have a reader oh that's true i guess yeah. whatever way to look on the bright side lena so <laughs> Um, this book is, I, it, it sort of says that it is a compilation or like a mishmash of the road to Oz and Ozma of Oz. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, all the characters are this, like some of the characters are meshed into one, I think for ease of like making it one movie. Yeah. Um, okay. So Dorothy, and I forgot this part, you guys, um, Dorothy cannot stop talking about Oz. The movie starts off where back in Kansas, Dorothy, Auntie M, Uncle Henry, um, Dorothy cannot stop talking about Oz. So they decide they're going to take her to a ding, ding, dong mental institution and give her <laughs> An a asylum. shock therapy. <laughs> I forgot that. I was watching it. And I was like, Dark. I did. I, I, there was nothing in this film. You I remember forgot. that. Yeah. But I, you got to think that was like, you know, the breaking thing and mental yeah. health at that time so you know good on them for being like you know let's worry about this kid's mental health exactly because it takes place in october of 18 1899 which is six months after apparently she comes back from us come back yeah Yeah. so Mm -hmm. she is about to get electroshock therapy (laughs) as a tiny little girl little 10 year old um and she a mysterious girl gets her out she ends up in a puddle ends up back in the land of oz she meets a whole new cast of fun characters it turns out that the land of oz the scarecrow has been overthrown the emerald city has been taken over by the gnome king there's an evil witch called mombi who switches heads which left a very well i'll talk about that later the impression yeah. <laughs> that, that left on me as a child and um Dorothy needs to figure out a way with her friends TikTok and the little head Belina. They need to figure out how to free the scarecrow from the Gnome King and um, restore peace in Oz. And they realize that there's actually that little girl is Ozma of Oz, who is a princess. And then things get real murky at the end. Yeah. But um. You know, Dorothy ends up back in Kansas per use. Yeah, per use. Oh, yeah, happy so, ending. So when this no film, electro thought shock therapy. No. So when this film yeah. came out, the director Walter Murch made it very clear that this was not a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, the the Wizard of Oz everybody's knows with Judy Garland. He was like, this isn't a sequel. But everybody, when it came out, assumed it was the sequel. So. Yes. 
all the reviews for it were horrible. Cisco Niebuhr put it on the worst movie list for 85 because everybody was this is they were saying it's the worst sequel ever ever when it was never intended to be a sequel to it the Wizard wasn't of Oz. supposed to be a sequel yeah it was so supposed to be yeah I feel I like feel the bad film, for them for that yeah I feel like the film was very underrated because take away the fact that people thought it was a sequel and if it was just if they realized it was just a standalone film it was way ahead of its time in the yes. 80s way yes. way ahead of its well, time it I thought. was but actually in the Guinness Book of World Records yeah for being the sequel that came the the longest amount before the original, which yeah. was like 46 years. And then it only got ousted after Bambi 2 came out because yeah. that was like 60 oh, years or something. okay. I was going to say Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Star Wars, the guy who produced The Wizard or uh, The Return to Oz later produced the Star Wars movies. Same producer. Is he responsible of Jar Jar Binks? No, because he did the very first. He did Star the first three Star Wars, the originals. Um, so I thought that was cool. And then the director Walter M- M- Merch, Merch. Um, this was the only film he ever directed, but he was a big yep. name in Hollywood at the time as one of the premier top editor movie editors, and he had. Yep. He had worked on the God, he edited Godfather and Apocalypse Now, and then went to return to us. He got fired. One of those he got fired. I haven't ever seen. Can you guess which one? Apocalypse Now. Well, you already knew that. Probably. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I have people guess things they already know. <laughs> but, because yeah. I didn't know if he remembered. <laughs> so yeah, Walter Merch was fired, fired. and then week. George Lucas and wow. Copeland. Vouched for him. Steven Spielberg were like, you need to hire him back. Like told Disney, get him back. Could you imagine getting fired a week into it? Into it. They saw the dailies and they were like, no, we do not like this. Yeah. I I wouldn't have a lot of faith that the people backing me wanted me to make a good product. But he was so passionate about (laughs) the Wizard of Oz story. He wanted to tell his version of it. I just wish they had been like, this is the book's version. And I'm yeah. sure there was some marketing yeah. about that, but like instead of the marketing being so much about this isn't a sequel, it should have been like, are you a fan of the books? Here you go. Yeah, exactly. But also maybe audiences weren't ready for that. You know, like yeah. we have um, Chronicles of Narnia, we have Lord of the yeah. Rings, all those kind of things where like you have different people going, no, no, no. This is the books. Yeah. So, but when this came out, Disney was having a hard time going mainstream with live action films because of Flight of the Navigator. Same thing didn't really take well with the audiences when it came out. I know. Me too. Oh, finally, Nina has a feeling like we do. I know. Like this one tore it apart. So Why yeah, would you ever tear that apart? So when this film came <laughs> out, people did not like it because they thought it was way too dark for kids. Way, it way too dark. dark. I don't think... Th- I saw it when I was 10 or 11, <laughs> and I was not scared of it. I found it fascinating. Okay, I so loved it. <laughs> let's let's get into that. Oh, let's switch it up. Tony, when did you first see this uh, movie? I, I was 10 or 11, and I remember seeing it in, the, in VHS at the... <laughs> rental when you used to go to blockbuster or little mom and pop video rental stores and i was allowed to watch it because it was the wizard of oz and i didn't watch it with so my 
it, we'd stay weekends with my dad, and he wasn't a Jehovah Witness, so we got to watch whatever. He's like, pick whatever you want. That's oh, how I got away yeah, with a lot of films. Very young That's was because life. of my dad. So this was one when it came out, and I saw it on VHS. I was like, I have to watch this, and I was obsessed. Like I loved it. I liked how dark it was. There was nothing in it when I was ten or eleven that scared me, which says a lot about me. <laughs> Because I was not terrified by this movie <laughs> at all. If anything, I thought it was too short and I wanted more. I remember thinking you that as a You saw it fairly recently when it came out. Yeah, I probably saw it two or two, a year or two after it came out. So I was around yeah. 10 when okay. I saw it. And like two years recently, oh, you know, where yeah. it's like, okay, it, my, it came out. Yeah. My parents had time to watch it on VHS, determine it was good enough for me, yeah. and then let me watch it, which yeah, is no, generally no two idea. years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, your mom had no idea. No idea. No, because she would have said it's demonistic, and it was yeah. totally yeah. against Jehovah Witness religion, 100%. It, just like The Wizard of Oz, we weren't allowed to watch, and I saw that because of my grandparents and stuff. So Okay, have a question yeah. what about those films made them anti-jehovah witness because the, this the is witches that the you have witches you witches. have talking animals are demonistic because they're possessed okay. by the devil you have the gnome queen king who represents the devil and the fiery burn brimstone and all of that so yeah it was okay. definitely on the no no watch list with my mom but I got to watch it anyway, so there. <laughs> but I, I loved light, it. Dude, yeah. I really, really loved it when I first saw it. And then I watched it so many times over the years. And then even recently, like I was telling you two, I watched it probably like a six, six, four months ago when we got Disney+. Plus. I was like, oh, my God, it's on here. Yay. Because you cannot buy it on iTunes. It's not available on iTunes to buy. Really? Yeah. So I watched it since we talked about doing this film last week i watched it three times three four times so someone yes, loves love this movie. movie i do <laughs> and i think it's interesting that the gnome king was originally given to christopher lloyd from back to the future and he wasn't able to do it because he was filming back to the future at the time so wild i know and then dorothy because feruza bach ended up getting the role but the other actresses were drew barrymore um, oh, J- Jamie Lee Curtis, which was Fish Called Wanda from last week, and Alanis Morissette. Was there How a- random is that? Alanis Morissette. I didn't even I'll know that she was like acting. No. At that time. Well, she was Little Canada's star. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. I thought she was a singer, but I didn't know that she was I think like she was going a out part for auditions. Of, like, a Kids in Works kind of science show. Yeah, at remember? That time. So she already had some acting chops. Yeah. Where she was like science Mickey Mouse show for Canada. Got it for yeah, but in Can- also, like Kids all Incorporated. The Canadians, kids all the Canadians and all my Canadian friends are going, fuck you, that wasn't it. <laughs> They're like, no. They just like talk about the science of maple you syrup and it. how to be polite <laughs> to people. Yeah. Okay. The other thing too They're all is, hating me right now. It's okay. The other thing too is like even <laughs> Jim Hinton had a hand in this film with his son, Brian Hinton, playing Jack Pumpkinhead. Um, and this, and then ended up playing the the dwarf in doing the voice in the puppetry of the dwarf in Labyrinth Hobble. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the, so I feel like this movie was actually probably his son's like rebellion. He's like, I'm not gonna work for Jim Henson Studios. And then I don't you know. Know, he did I don't, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He did, maybe. Who knows? But he was in it. And then I love that. Did you recognize the mom who plays Auntie M or Annie M, what she's in? I didn't reckon I recognized her, but I didn't recognize what she was in. People low, it's the pop, mom from, from Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> the crazy mom from Carrie. <laughs> dirty pillows. Yeah. yeah. They're not gonna laugh at, at you. But you know what else is cool is that um the woman who plays Mombi the Witch. Yeah. Doctor Who. Is Doctor Who, but also she's Bav Morda from Willow. Yeah. And last week in A Fish Called Wanda, the old lady is Roselle from Willow. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Willow crazy? Connection. All the pop culture people out there. My, mm-hmm. I don't know how Martin Pod Jones let me watch Willow from the beginning, but I do it's literally watch it. Demon woman I know. Okay. Right. But uh, it makes no sense for my no folks. Yeah. So the no the, the ruby <laughs> slippers were never in the original Wizard of Oz, and so the to there's a little bit of Return to Oz. In Return to Oz, a lot of nods to the Wizard of Oz movie, like the ruby mm-hmm. slippers, because they had to pay a big, big Disney had to pay a lot of money to feature the ruby slippers, and they had them made for the film. Which the scene where the gnome queen is like poking out his little ruby slippers, I'm like, he gay. That is like I, a love I was like I mean when I was a I, kid and I watched it I remember thinking hmm <laughs> why okay. do I connect with this I know that guy. Now I connect with this so much <laughs> so much in my notes I was like why wouldn't my parents let me watch this and then when it got to the point of the ruby slippers and a guy wearing them I was like this might this be this is why. it yeah but I like how he has his like his dress the robe and then he just like pokes out his little he slippers But, but I could see why in 85, a lot of moms and dads are probably like, oh, no, this is way too scary for my yeah. kids. I never got scared of it. I was like all into it. But what about you, Bryn? When was the first time you saw this film? So yeah. I saw this film, I was probably like 12 years old. Okay. And I that saw it seems like bit. a good age. Is that an appropriate age? Yeah, I think so. so okay, sure. starting this podcast out right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I remember just thinking it was super cool, super fun, and super dark. I remember even yeah. knowing as a child, I was like, this is dark. Like, the I guess something must have permeated with me with, like, the, um, the, wheel the asylum. The asylum, right? That's what kicks it off. I... The thing that sticks out for me is like for the rest of my life, I always remembered the heads. Oh, my and I remember heads. thinking, like a little serial killer, I was like, that would be so rad. <laughs> I did to too. just have a room. <laughs> and I remember going, whose head would I want? And I had a list. Yes, <laughs> and they're all because the first girl's so pretty, and then she changes exactly. it. I was like, oh, that would be so. so and I remember cool. like, thinking, are these in the books? You're yes. reading yes. them now. Are they the heads, the hall full of heads? Is that in the books? Yes, that yeah. is in the book. Okay. It's it's weirdly way less nefarious. Yeah. Because like, books do it like you do. <laughs> well, because the books are um there, it's a princess, it's not a witch. Yeah. And the princess is sort of harmless, I guess, other than that she takes people's heads and they don't spend a lot of time on her. Yeah. But I just remember how visually cool it was with like her walking in and then she takes the head off and then the heads are looking at her and they're also pretty and then cool and different looking. And she was like, You're not pretty, but you're interesting looking. I want your head. And I was like, Yes, thank yes, you. Give me your head. <laughs> yes. 
I'm worried oh, about my man. friends, y'all. <laughs> you should be. So do you? Um, and what I, did that you? Struggles me. Yeah. Did you get scared yeah. by the wheelers? Like a lot of people, even now when you look at the forums and I was doing research for this film, a lot of people had issues with the wheelers. They never scared me because I was like, what are they going to do? Roll me over? I don't yes, think so. I didn't. They're I problematic they as a villain. They're problematic as a villain <laughs> if you think about it. They can't go on sand or up a hill. No. TikTok's just like, get on the stairs, Dorothy. All Dorothy like, has to do is push them the over. <laughs> right? Well, I've got something to say about this. What? I, sure think they're, I think they're creepy because it's always weird to see a human-ish form and not a human. Like, so they were creepier to me when they had the, mask. the masks yeah. over. Yeah. Um, that was when they were scary. But the rest of it, like, you're as creepy as a rollerblader. Yeah. Is, yeah. Like, I don't want you to have my number. But other than that, I'm fine. Go ahead, yeah, because the thing was, as they never scared me as a child. Yeah. Like, I remember thinking, like, that's funny and weird. And probably I was thinking about rollerblades. and like, I'm going to get a new pair of rollerblades. blades. <laughs> but um, as an adult watching it, I was creeped out at the grown men shrieking at such a volume, following a little girl around. Yeah. That is what freaked <laughs> me out. A, yeah. Grown I men. Stop getting in this girl's face and shrieking This is the problem I that had with the That was a Mad wheeler. Max. Yeah, this is yeah, a problem I had with me. the Wheelers is they had the body like creepy, but in the book illustration, I thought the book illustration of the Wheelers was way, way, way creepier than the film. And I think the film, what they should have done is something with the face so they weren't human looking or yes, as That's human. what it is in the book. Yeah. Well, and the book, at, the beginning, at the beginning, when they had the, the masks, masks. Like yeah. whether it was over their face or over the tip of their head, which is how they're actually like. Yeah. Do we have a video? Of yeah, that? we do. Let's okay. watch. It's so everybody at home will know what we're Five talking about. When we're talking about the wheelers. <laughs> the wheelers, beware the wheelers! Yeah. It's on the wall. Yeah, they weren't scary in the book. Oh, cowardly lion! What's happened to you? Check out. Come here, chicken! For all the podcast people, all they're hearing is just squeaky wheels. That's it. <laughs> but and guys um, squeaking. So the, the one of the other squeaking. one of the <laughs> other ties that this movie did to tie it to the original was taking people in that are not in Oz characters and putting them as Oz characters because you see the orderlies in the beginning of the film pushing the the what's it called the the bed she's on the doll whatever it is right. Yeah. What's the, yeah. what is it called? Huh? The orderly pushing her bed. Gurney, oh, Gurney yeah. thank you. Gurney. Gurney, you're both looking at me yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Gurney, oh, yeah. Oh, and then okay, Mumby, okay. of course, you mean is in the nurse. The madhouse. Yeah, in the nut house, yeah. I thought that so that was one of the things they did with this film was trying to tie it in or giving a nod to the original Wizard of Oz was that and like the Ruby slippers and a couple other things throughout the film, but 
I don't know. I felt bad for the guy who played t- TikTok because it was the gymnast and he was upside down the whole time. He was feeling like just curved over like this. It was, yeah. I was like, you spent all day in that. What'd you have, Jonesy? I was just going to say, I think um, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The film to me still holds up after all these years. I still loved it. What about you, Bryn? Yeah, I still loved it. Yeah, I, after and all I, this time. But it is for a certain type of child and a certain type of person. And I very much still understand that. I do too. And but I love like, that Tim Burton got his inspiration for Jack Skellington from Pump, Jack Pumpkinhead. Jack Pumpkinhead. Yeah, from that this film. That was evident. Yeah. That was very, <laughs> very right? clear. <laughs> but it felt like there was, it, very, it was very Tim Burton-y to me, even before Tim Burton was probably popular even making films i don't know but well to me it was. and we were talking about this briefly before our show like we do um and i had to double take and go wait is this a turn burn right Did i miss that <laughs> like you know because you could have told me like he was a page assistant on the he he'd worked the boom mic or and something. i'd be like all of this makes sense like not that he had that much influence but just that like he had some part yeah. of it in some way and then went on to do what he did. So Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but the film also, all of the stunts in the film that Veruca, or Veruca Salt, Veruca Salt, <laughs> Veruca Salt did, she did it all herself. They, <laughs> there was no stunt great. double for a 10-year-old. A brave I, child. Her parents should not have let her do oh. that. And she just like, it. yeah, I, I also, couldn't see anybody else. 11, this film grossed $11 million. It wasn't worth it. No, it wasn't. At the same time, yeah. Bryn, imagine being a childhood actress and being like, I will do this film and I will do it the way they say to do it. Someone, <laughs> someone asked me once if I would allow some, like, a, it was, we were living in Florida and someone wanted my daughter to be in um, a commercial. Yeah. Because she's so stinking freaking cool. And what she's did you tell them? I was like, you know what? Like, I'm super into that. And then I was talking to my husband at the time. And I was like, what do you think? Like, should we do this? And he was like, yeah, I think it would be fine. And I was like, okay, but I'm not going to let them put makeup on her because she's got perfect tiny little skin and I don't want them touching her skin. He's like, okay. He's like, and I don't want them making her cry because sometimes they do that. They'll intentionally make them cry if they have to. And he's like, it seems like you're not okay with it. <laughs> yeah, a lot was of like, stipulations. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm not doing it. So... No, I would not let Flynn do her own stunts. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> uh-uh. I'd be like, no, you're fucking not. But no, she did them all, which I was like, good for her. For her. Good for her. But yeah. yeah, it sucks that the film didn't do well when it first came out. Oh, and did you know this was the first Disney film where they used the blue logo where it comes down like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, because before they never did. And they thought, hey, we're thinking out of the box with this live action. Yeah, Let's give it a shot. <laughs> But oh, no, man. the film I bombed. Wish, <laughs> I wish this much of them thinking outside of the box had paid off more. Although yeah. I'm not necessarily saying I wish a Disney entity like that huge of a conglomerate like needed more success, clearly. But I just wish it like kind of stoked them to earlier on make more movies like this. Yeah. I it think did it, get an Oscar nomination. It did. For best it did. visual effect. For, that's impressive. Right? Yeah. It, it is a good, like, visually, it's very cool. It's just not like a traditional Disney. Disney. And it's I think not- this is a great movie. 
I do too. Do you think both of you? Do you think it would if it came out? Let's say within Later. the last ten years, would it have done way better? Oh than, yes, right? yes, yeah, 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 for sure. I sure. think the reason why um, bed knobs and broom—well, no, that was before. But, but I love that movie. <laughs> or, yeah, I, I and what was Legend the was around the same time. No, the Roald Dahl movie we oh, did witches. earlier, witches. I think those movies wouldn't exist for not these movies. Yeah. Was it Witches 88? Was 88 or 87? Yeah, and 80, Richard yeah. Oz is 85. Five, yeah. yeah. And another British dark film where yeah. like, the Brits were just like, no, no, we know there's some dark kids out there. <laughs> well, if you and look we're at- going to keep making movies for them, which also is all three of us here right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. Well, if you look at, at the source material, the books, the books are not that like, they're pretty Which dark. Are not dark. It's not like, yeah, it's not like with the witches with Roald Dahl where the books are very dark, even yeah. darker so than the movie. Like this is like the wheelers aren't really scary. Dorothy hides on a hill and they're like, oh, we can't get you. Yeah. And then, um, it, you know, the Gnome King's like a little scary, but not really. He's mostly yeah. fun. Well, he has a ruby uh, red slippers. How scary can he get? Felt <laughs> in the book, but I'm not going to be that actually person. Right. You should be. That's why you're on this podcast. <laughs> what did you think of Jack calling a 10 year old mom? So this is also from the book. Yeah. I liked it. It's, it's people had problems with it. It's weird. But you I liked it's it. Weird? I didn't think it was in weird. the in the book. He he gets brought to life by a little boy named Pip. Yeah. Who's not in the movie. Who's not in the movie. Well, Pip turns out to be Ozma. It's a whole other thing. Um, was Pip he transgender? Called, he was put under a spell by the witch mommy to look like a boy so that no one would think. So he thinks he's a boy. So there is like a whole wow. like Orlando type mid story gender swap. And in this, one and of the, the books, off books. In the books came I've gotta out. I got to reread in, these books. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the books came out. When did the books came out? 1902 around there sometime. Yeah. Oh, Frank so Bob, and, for him to put that kind of a storyline in the book, and I was like a little, well, and you gotta know it's coded because he was like, I can only get away with so much. Yeah, exactly. But I, cause I started reading it and I figured out the twist and I was reading it with my kid and I was like, Oh, nervous about how they were going to treat it. Yeah. And then they do it. And he's like, like Pip is like a little boy. And he's like, I don't want to be a girl. I want to be a boy. And the, the, Good witch is like, well, how about you try being a girl for a little bit? And if you don't like it, I'll turn you back into a boy. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then, and then he's I mean, the, the books were even ahead of its time. <laughs> Come on. I have to say, the fact that everyone's like, like, okay. Why don't you try it out? Make sure you don't like it. Okay. And if you do like it, no big deal. I'll turn you back. <laughs> right. And I was like, okay. I wish we yeah. could do that now. Why hey, you want to try something? World? Here, I'm going to let you try it. Like if you don't heads. like it, you can go back to normal. It's like the heads. Like, yeah. just try a new head. If you don't like this head, have another head. <laughs> Do you know how much I would have loved to try out being a boy when I was a little girl? Because 100%. I was so aware of everything they just, like, got a carte blanche for. Yeah. Like, for me, I had to, like, be like, no, I'm charming. And this is what <laughs> you to me. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, whatever the thing was. I think, uh, so you know, you know what time it's for? 
Let's start. Dolly. <gasps> Dolly. Name drop. Rachel Maddow. I want. Yes. I spend an hour with her every single day. I once played a drinking game with Celine Dion. Just Liza Minnelli. Cher. Laura Dern. I don't know her. Who would you say is the most famous person in your phone? Like my good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. Hate him, loathe her, over them. Cancel it. Tell me everything. <laughs> yes, everybody. It is time for name drop. This is our version of Six Degrees, and this week, okay. So from this film, who should we pick? Should we do um, Pippi Lauren? What do you think? <laughs> Pip, Pip, what's her name? Pip, 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 Pip. You already picked the one person before that I actually knew from the yeah, movie. Yeah, so it's all yeah. you guys. Pipper Laurie. Pipper Laurie. Hyper Laurie. Yeah, we Hyper should Lori. do Hyper Laurie. And from the next movie, I think we should do Mini Driver. I agree with you. Yes. So that's going to be a Pippi Laurie and Mini Driver. How are we going to get these two together? It's going to be very, very, very interesting. I just want to say everyone needs to not underestimate Mini Driver in The Riches with Eddie Izzard because that is I one love of the that most show. fabulous shows oh, the riches. ever. Yeah. Watch she, it. I, she did it. a lot of good Let's stuff. Let's root for a movie. <laughs> I love Mini Driver. Circle of Friends. Oh, was like Circle a of Friends. For me. I remember. I felt, Wasn't that a, Chris O'Donnell? Yes, I felt very seen. You did? <laughs> so that's what we're going to do for Name Drop. It is Lori, Pippi and Lori. Piper Lori. Pippi Lori. And Pippi Lori. I can't say it. Why can't I say it? What's wrong with me? Am I Pippi Longstock. Do I smell toast? Is that for like toast? Mini Driver. <laughs> Mini driver. Do you smell <laughs> duck feathers? Duck feathers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jonesy, it's your turn. Let's yes. get your feedback on this film, what you thought of it, watching it the, for the very, very first time, and maybe why Mom and Pop Jones wouldn't have let yeah. you watch this at a very young age when it came out. So let's start there, because I am honestly flabbergasted. I don't understand why Mom and Pop Jones did not let me watch this. I was allowed to watch regular Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, I was allowed to be a reader. I think I read all of the Wizard of Oz books really. I was a really advanced reader from a very early age. So I like Brag. flew through Brag. or just nerd. Okay. Alert. Both. No. Both. But um, so like I blew through them like I think way too young to even fully understand what I was processing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't understand because like we spoke about earlier, I love Labyrinth growing yeah. up. <laughs> I yeah. I was totally allowed to write, watch Princess Bride. Like That's there was definitely one. some like dark and Dark fantasy. Crystal, you watch. Dark Crystal, yes, yes absolutely. That is shocking to me because even like, non-religious people wouldn't let their kids watch Dark Crystal. Yeah. So dark. Here's the other thing: is Dark Crystal was something we were allowed to watch, but we totally were like, mm, it's boring. We don't like it as much. <laughs> I love. So it. like, so I actually sweet. didn't appreciate what I had at that moment to watch yeah. because first especially considering how many things i wasn't allowed to watch yeah. um <laughs> see uh, which know. is so weird jonesy because all of those like labyrinth and dark crystal those ones were no fly for me when i was a kid with my mom well and, and to me like i grew up on them we had little shop of horrors oh, I love uh that. with steve martin and uh alan green Ellen Green, Green and um, Rick, what's Moranis. His name? Rick, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. 
Um, we had that and Labyrinth on the same VHS. And so literally we would just like watch it like movies are almost so every weekend and not for children yeah uh, yeah I mean, and yet those were movies that were totally allowed in the mon pa jones household. little shop of horror had spousal abuse and pain fetish in it and you were allowed we to knew, watch that we knew every word we oh knew God. every word we knew every uh, we knew every <laughs> syllable. We knew every song and lyric. That is so bizarre. Okay, back to this film. Jonesy, yeah. what did you think watching it for the very, very first time? What were your expectations going in? Yeah. And how was your reaction to the film watching it? And what did it leave you feeling at the end? Okay, so my expectation going in was that, like, okay, there's going to be something very clear that is um you know anti-church or yeah. anti basic message of jesus christ that is going to be why this wasn't allowed and so oh, okay. i basically watched this whole film like waiting like every moment going yeah. this is gonna be where it is and like <laughs> and then like searching like i'm like okay well i guess the rock guy who then also has control over fire is like the devil, but that's a real big stretch, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So like, I really watched this film being really confused of like, why didn't I know that about this film earlier? Yeah. Like why would I, I want to know a little bit, like why was this film on the forbidden list? Because yeah, was, so was this on the forbidden list? Like your parents were like, you cannot watch this movie. No. So okay. that's the other thing I have to like wonder is maybe this was just a movie that slipped through my parents' cracks. Maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you please like, ever yeah. say slipped through, through your parents', parents cracks, cracks again? God. <laughs> We're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to better describe it. I'm just yeah. saying like maybe this was a movie they totally would have been like, oh, you love Labyrinth? You'd love this, this kid. Yeah. Um, but like it just it wasn't in, in Jim Henson's repertoire. And so they didn't like, it Say didn't yes. come across yeah. their platform, whatever, you know, their radar. And so they never even thought to introduce us to it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm a little confused. Um, the only things I could draw from it where I was like, what would the evangelical church what would the church as a whole, you know, what would the, what would be the major problems? And the only things I could think of it was at the beginning, her like seeking mental help. That's a big no, no in the yep. church. You don't seek okay. mental help. And you then turn to um, the Bible, <laughs> right? And then the bad guy, the bad, exactly. Return not to the Bible, to Jesus. Jesus, Jesus yeah. will heal you. Just pray hard enough and you'll be fine. Um, for even, you know, depression. Yeah. Anyway, let's not go down that alley. Um, but oh, the other only thing I could think of was like, maybe they got mad because the bad guy is wearing women's shoes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It'd be some, that, that would be a thing if, if that was the thing that was like, nope, nope. Too no. pretty of a shoe on a man. No. Nope. Glitter? I, uh -uh. I, I just remember David Bowie's eye makeup. Yeah, I was like, there's a cover. A, no one had a problem with that so <laughs> like yeah, but know. those were the only two things that i was stretching for other than i thought well maybe there was something that when this movie came out 
everyone was like, this is not for kids. So they were judging it before seeing it. Correct. Because, yeah, I don't know what, like, from the stuff we were allowed to watch as a kid, I don't understand why this was not, like, it was rated PG. It was a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it goes with all organized religion. You pick and choose. It doesn't have to make sense. You pick and choose what you want (laughs) to believe in the Bible. Not everything. What a scathing indictment. It is. They pick and choose. Pick and choose. I'm going to follow this verse to a T, but forget the verses down below. Yeah, no. Organized religion, Jehovah Witness religion, evangelical religion, even Christians, they all do that. And maybe it was a bit of that for this film. But okay, I want to know what you thought of the film, seeing it for the first time now. Like, give us your your review of the film and how you felt. So I I really enjoyed it. This is one of the films that I took the least amount of notes because I was just watching it. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Um, And I honestly, the, the singular thought I had through the whole thing was, I wish I got to enjoy this as a kid. Kid. Like, I knew there were parts that would have freaked me out and, like, you know, would have, like, nestled in my nightmares or whatever. But I also think there would have been parts that would have been so magic to me that I could enjoy now as an adult watching it for the first time. But just watching it knowing, like, man, I would have... I would have so loved this movie (laughs) as a kid. Like, I would have... I would have reveled in it. I would have reread all the books. Like I would have picked it apart as far as like what, like that was the big thing about me as a kid because I was such a big reader was getting to watch the movies that I read and picking them apart and being like, well, you know, in my head, I played it this way, you know? Yeah. The thing that's that's sad is that you didn't get to watch it with that childhood magic and imagination that I really think this film talks a lot on with Dorothy where she comes back from the wizard of Oz and she's obsessed with her journey there. And everybody's telling her, no girl, you crazy. Let's get you some electrotherapy, take her there. But in the journey of that, it's pretty much telling kids like, no, follow your imagination, be creative and go for it. And don't let people like take that away from you is how I remember seeing the film. And like, it's still that kind of message still resonates of letting kids use their imagination and be creative and not say, no, no, don't use your imagination. It's you, you know what I mean? We need to fix you type of, that would have been Tony. That, that would have been something one. It's something I resonated with as an adult watching it, looking back, it would have totally been something as a kid. If I got to see, I would have been like, yeah, knowing you, I could have seen you obsessed with this movie as a kid. I totally would. Like, I think this would have been in the same wheelhouse as my VHS tape with Little Shop and Labyrinth <laughs> all on the Like, yeah. I would have been like, can we re-record so they're all three on one and I can just watch beginning to end and yeah. rewatch. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that's that's the thing is I don't understand why this was not approved. I think maybe it just slipped through the cracks, cracks. because there wasn't much on the, yeah. like, as far as what was approved list yeah. that <laughs> was so off base. Like, my parents did let me be a creative, weirdo theater kid. 
uh, you know, as much as they didn't understand it, they did absolutely let me do that. So yeah. I think they would have let me do this with this movie. And I think maybe they just either they got a wrong message about it being too scary it was or whatever. About, yeah. yeah. Or they just, it never came up on their radar. So exactly. they had no idea. And so because yeah. they had no idea, I had no idea. <laughs> but now you got to experience it and hopefully you watch it again it. and again and again and again and, and again. And I loved it. Good. I, like if I ever have Spawn, even if I like foster like, older Spawn, this. I'll be like, watch this. You're 14 this. and we've only just met. Ah, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The thing that was very different with this film is is the Tin Man, Lion, and Scarecrow had were supposed to have major yeah. parts in it, but yeah. they had cameos instead. I was okay with that. I actually, at the beginning, I was like, I love that they reference them and you see them. And yes. that the Scarecrow does have a part in the film. And they had, because of budget cuts, he was supposed to have a full... Um, animated face, but they had to stick to like a permanent. I did not like that. I didn't either. I was like, this is so weird. And yeah. just do it like the original. Just because have you a have painted guy's face. You have it the gum so who has a fully animated face, an yeah. animatronic face. And so Scarecrow was supposed to too, but because of budget cuts, they said no. And I was no, like, but, oh man. Like, just do it with a You're... guy painted like the original. Yeah. No. Don't make it these weird dolls. I hated it. But yeah. they were also, if they were truly trying to be like, this is not a sequel. True. They could not do that. But and then again, they could do it in a sequel. It's a, I, like, I think so. Characters, like. And in the very end of the film with the, the parade scene, um, fans of the books will notice a lot of the characters from additional books show up in that party scene. They don't get named, but if you're familiar with there, the book. Yeah. And I remember the one Wizard of Oz book that I really enjoyed as a kid was um, the Patchwork Girl book. And oh, you see her yeah. in the end, like for a brief second, they show I the remember that book. Right? And I remember yeah. when I watched the film, I, even now I was like, I remember seeing her at the end and there was a bunch of other like, characters from the Oz world that show up in the parade scene at the end, which I thought was cool. The other thing I wish they did was have Ozma more in the film. Because you yeah, only see her at the beginning Ozma. and at the end of the Well, the they film. had to, the actress that played her, they decided that her voice was too British. Yeah. So they had the director, Merch's daughter, dub all of her lines. So they cut it because it was weird. Mm -hmm. Because so much of her lines were dubbed, it looked... Just Strange. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do pairing? Should we do pairing? Yes, let's do pairing. Oh. This is our um, segment. Grace. Dry martini. Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily, shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. It's drink. I like it. I know. It's great, right? Another. Grace. Give me a stinger. <laughs> yes, this is a part of the show right. where we a pair a cocktail and a little bit of nibblies that'll pair well with this film. Okay. Bryn, what would you pair with this film? I'm curious. I like, okay, so I would say for a drink, like maybe a Midori okay. cocktail, so it's nice and green, like Oz. Got it, got it. Here. And then I would pair it with like a cute little lunch pail filled with cute little lunch things. Oh, uh, okay. Lunch, lunch trees. 
I think I would pair it with a little like English tea type of little cake. Okay, I'm into with, that. Yeah, right? With yeah. like Kahlua and milk. Okay, For I some like reason, because that. that's what that looked like to me during the Gnome King scene when he says you want refreshments and he offers a lime a lime cupcake and what is it um, silver? Oh yeah, the hot um, boiling limestone, silver limestone, limestone cake and the sil- yeah the melted silver. He gives yeah. a child boiling silver to drink. I'm into it. <laughs> and he's totally calm about it. Oh, too. totally calm about it while he shows off his ruby slippers. What about you, Jonesy? What would you pair this with? Um, I guess because I feel like this is a kids' movie. Yeah, it's gotta be like something like a cucumber sandwich. Okay. And non-caffeinated tea, so like chamomile tea. Like that's with- like old lady. <laughs> yeah. I don't kid. know. I don't know what kids. High See tea. if we if we <laughs> did right. it for kids, I would have picked like a snowball and Dr Pepper. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I a but I also don't feel up. like that kid is watching this movie. I'm trying to think about the movie. Yeah, like the kids that probably child? so yeah. like one. I want a cucumber sandwich right now. I think that sounds really <laughs> refreshing. Okay, right. and then also like you know, like a cup of tea. High tea, I don't know. Even yeah. though this isn't a British movie, I guess it's a British dark comedy is how they present or a Brit- it. Or American British dark fantasy. Amer- dark fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm so, just leaning into the British part. <laughs> yeah, very much so with your pairing. So I want to go, before we give get into our grades of the film, I want like mm-hmm. a really brief final thought on this film, like your final review. And Jonesy, when we get to you, let us know if this gets a stamp in the film Spring of Pass. Passport. So, Bryn, mm-hmm. what do you like? Your final thoughts on this film? If you were going to give a recommendation, it. I w- now want to rewatch it with Flynn, my yeah. daughter. Um, you do think it's? I do. Great. Now that I watched it, I'm like, no, this is good. We should we should watch this together. Like, is it horny okay. approved? Yeah. What was the horny level on this one? <laughs> Negative horniness. The good, good that answer. That means you're not a sociopath. Negative. Good job. Yeah. We were a little worried with the with the severed heads and except for when she's shaking her heads, that's a little horny. Yeah, just a little. (laughs) And when she's in the nightgown without her head walking around, oh I know, that's a little horny. Stop, stop, stop. just stop right there. Okay, you guys asked. I'm sorry for speaking my truth. What about you, Jonesy? What is your final thoughts on this film? And does it get the stamp in the film Spring a Passport? this gets a stamp in a, a film spring a passport. Yeah. Although I don't know if all the ex-evangelical folks would appreciate it because I don't know if they're the kind of like already grew up on the labyrinth and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But no, this 110%, I thought this was a great movie. I thought it was a little dark and a little heavy at times, but yeah. like also, especially if you're like nine or 10, you want that a little bit a of little bit. heavy. Yeah, you want you a know little bit I mean? yeah. yeah. You're like, you're introducing me to the risk. I like it. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, I love this movie. I think 100% stamp in the passport. Good. Yay. Um, I think it's definitely, I wish, this is one that, I don't know if we have this category yet. I wish I had watched at a younger age. You watched it when you were younger. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. I think I would have totally loved it so much more than I already do love it. Yeah, I think for me, the final thoughts on this film is obviously I love this film. I think yes. for me, because I watched it at a young age, it really influenced, and Lena knows this with my artwork, it really did influence oh, a lot of my artwork. That's right this type of film and for any fans of Tim Burton out there you would really appreciate this film because there is a lot of it has that feel that that dark but yet not menacing scary dark safety oh yeah dark safety can I also say if you love any of that stuff you would also love uh Tony underscore baloney macaroni's artwork <laughs> yes mm. thanks for the plug jonesy yeah. i might have fucked up that username no, i got the name drop do we want it or no yes give it to us it. give it i'm how did you oh get this oh my god you have the oh my god guys it's it actually Bryn. wasn't the that one hard. and only Bren. it actually wasn't that hard <laughs> okay, okay go so, ahead um piper laurie was in carrie with sissy spacek yes sissy spacek was in the help with emma stone Emma Stone was in um, Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. You have to use a Kevin Bacon connection. You have to. Kevin Bacon was in Sleepers with Minnie Driver. Wow. Wow. Sleepers. (gasps) (gasps) They were uh, gasping in awe this time. All right. It is time for our grades for this film. I will go first. I gave it an A plus last time and I'm sticking to my grade. A plus all the way around for me with this film. What about you, Bryn? What did I give it last time? A B? You plus? gave it a B plus. I'll actually. go up to an A. An A? Okay, yeah. good. Right. I'm into it. And yeah, Jonesy's been for the last few two films notoriously giving low grades on our picks. So this film, what is the grade you're giving it? I give it a solid A. It was great. Oh, yes, I love at least it. today. Yay. I thank God. <laughs> and Good. actually, you know, it's debatable. I give it an A plus and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Watch it again. Like, Watch it again yeah. and it'll be an A plus. It gets better That's every time. I think, every I think time. it's one of those things where, like, it was just my first experience. So it was like, I'm working out a few yeah. details. Yeah. Why do the rock's mouths move I know, that right? way? <laughs> and that was his mouth doesn't. Also, I did not like how quickly his eyes became bloodshot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the makeup at the time. So, Bryn, next? Yeah, yeah, Bryn, let us know what our next film is for next Our week. next film is going to be one of my personal faves, Gross Point Blank. Oh, God, this is such a good John film. Cusack, Mini Driver. Yeah, we're, we're going into the 90s, Check the late 90s, 1997 <laughs> is when yes. it came out. Black American Black dark comedy it's it's really i i i love this film i haven't watched in a long time but you get the both cusacks in this film you cannot go wrong you cannot go wrong okay what 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 do do we not get both a lot that well lately there's a lot but when this came out in the 90s they're really weren't there yeah working Um, girl never seen that this poster what do you think this movie is about yeah looking at the poster now yes yes Uh, what is it about so I know it's a class reunion already. How do you know that? Because <laughs> I'm so not dumb it. and I existed while this movie came out. I just didn't watch it. <laughs> so what, what happens at the class reunion? I also know he's an assassin. 
So you know much of this film. Yeah, you already know the plot. There's the plot, everybody. She got it. Okay. So I had an ex who decided John Cusack was his favorite actor. And he was really pretentious. I love how you say that like people aren't allowed to decide those things. I like, know. He decided he for himself. Okay. He decided. <laughs> he was really pretentious. So it just made me think that everything he like John was his really pretentious. So passive aggressive. Instead of saying John Cusack was his favorite actor, you say he went and decided. Yeah. So she's going into this film already yeah. going, nope. I'm no, against it. You can't, Jonesy. You got to clear the state. Like, like Bryn says, okay. take those nostalgic glass, glasses off and watch it. Take nostalgic goggles off yeah. and watch. watch. We, and this is why I haven't seen this film. So now we actually have a different perspective. It's not about Mon Paul Jones. It's actually about oh. Lena's ex. Oh, this is going to be a real <laughs> interesting show next time. Sounding like a real Holy. pretentious yeah. asshole. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that I'm is. Making, yeah, let's do our Tony. Let's do our huh? grades. Oh, our grades before. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. I'm going to give this a solid B. Okay. I'm going to give it an A. Okay. Okay, I, we're switching this it. This is a fave. Okay. This is a fave in the McGeckran household. The household. Yeah. Oh no, those always worry me. I know, me too. Shoot. <laughs> Why? Because we have no, such an awesome taste. You guys can't. <laughs> No, because I usually like them all. In full force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. But everybody, so when you give it an A or an A plus, I'm an sorry. A. I'll give it a solid A. a. Yeah. Well, that is the show we covered. We covered yeah. Return to Oz. We exposed Jonesy to a great film. And Yay. I loved it. Like good. I loved it. So now, so you can follow the podcast at Film Springa on anywhere you get podcasts. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and. Follow us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch us live every Thursday night at 7.15. And you can watch us on Out at TV every Friday night at 8 o'clock. We're there. If you miss the show Thursday, you can watch it there. You can watch my other show, Who Invited Her, on Monday nights at Out at TV at a 7 p.m., I think it is, on Monday nights. Or Tuesday night, sorry, Tuesday night. <laughs> you can follow the podcast at Film Spring on Instagram. You can email us with your six degrees or name drop or any film recommendations at Film Spring of Podcast at Gmail. And that is it for us, everybody. We will see everybody next week. Bye.